Hello and welcome back to the first episode of 2019 from the boys at Waxpat Lyrical. Uh, 2019 has a lot in store for us. We're reviewing 2018 products and looking forward to what is coming in this new year. Before we start as ever, let's meet your wax pack starting presenters. Ryan Slaughter, Birmingham City University, five four, 180 pounds, and eBay comp researcher for Dan. <laughs> Dan Hewitt, the view of life, 201 pounds, five foot ten. Uh, Brian Walter. Uh, six foot two sitting in the Tesco's car park with it approaching freezing point so let's get on with the show and see where we are right then uh, hobby news to start as ever uh, the much anticipated and much delayed release of the rookie staple of uh, contenders football finally came out uh, last Friday which was January 11th uh, it's now sold out only uh, less than a week later now it's impossible to get any from distributors by all accounts Boxes, when they were first suggested to come out, were the suggested retail price was $144. Uh, now on the secondary market, you're looking at $220 a time. Product is a great one. We're reviewing that shortly. Uh, so next item, gentlemen. Yeah, so uh, Flawless um, is probably the thing that everybody sort of looks out for, particularly you, Brian. Um, the release of Flawless and this year's release um, will be on the 27th of March. Um, the big thing, big talking point that a lot of us have been talking about over the last couple of weeks since we've seen the sell sheet has been this uh, new part of Flawless, which is these booklets. So um, there will be rookie team logo booklets. Um, there will be Super Bowl gem booklets and there'll be veteran shield booklets and we've all been talking about that quite a lot and before I move on to the boys discussion about that um, just a couple of notables Tom Brady will be in this release so you get a Tom Brady auto and what I thought was really interesting is that there will be a cut Sean Taylor auto as well in this new product but boys what do you think about um, having booklets in Flawless? I've seen multiple pictures of booklets and Pretty much, I feel exactly the same about them as I feel about Flawless in general. The ones that you're not going to put a gem in look absolutely stunning. You know, plain, sort of, not overdone, not overdressed, not in your face, just elegant, plain-looking cards. They look fantastic. I've seen another booklet that's got about 50 gems stuck in one side of it and a picture of the player on the other, and that is an absolute disgrace. So, yeah, I'm on the fence. 50-50. Yeah, the, the gem cards, even in the normal uh, single card ones, they're, they're, they're a little bit strange at times. Uh, there's no real point to them, if you're honest, is there, when people crack them open? Are, are you going to smash the case open and get like your, your $30 gem out to, to trade it in or something like that? You're not, are you? But, but yeah, we've seen the mock creations of the booklets. They look nice. I'm quite inquisitive to know whether they're going to be encased hits or they're just going to be uh just just in the like normal fold out sort of thing so so because the gem ones surely they'll they'll have to be encased won't they so it'll be a double sided one will there be one per case with the because you've got these three normal big hit cards in the case there haven't you cut in and popped into the foam part so that's got to be already encased i'd imagine hasn't it i wonder if they change the inner to the case so you, yeah. yeah, they'd have to be encased. I mean, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. So you're still always going to get two gem cards unless you get unless they're in some sort of like hot case of some sort. But that doesn't seem to be the way they're describing it at the moment. So I'm guessing they have to change the inner, and then you'd either get one normal, two normal gems, or the one in the middle 
is like the book booklet. Book yeah, something like that. I don't know. I don't know. One but book per case. It could be. Could be. Um, but I, I agree with Dan. Um, uh, the, the booklets look pretty smart, but the gem ones just. Ugh. Yeah, the booklets are do look smart from the mock-ups that we've seen. Uh, even the, the single card mock-ups that we've seen for the new flawless, they look quite good. I wasn't that big a fan of the one uh, flawless last year that came out. I didn't really really chase any cards. Uh, the design just seemed a bit, I don't know, a bit 1970s, a bit 80s. They seemed to go backwards rather than than go forwards. It was too swirly and. Whereas previous years, it's just been clean cut, good quality cards, great artwork on there, proper signature. Can't complain with that at all. So, but yes, yeah, something definitely to look out for when it comes out. I'm sure the price is going to be probably about sixteen, seventeen hundred dollars a case. So, buying into those those flawless breaks, it's always it's always risky. But then you've got ten cards in there for fifteen hundred dollars a time, and uh, even though. I think it's February the sixth after a couple of days after Super Bowl, we've got Panini One releasing, which is one card per box. So that's not far off the price. And flawless, the the uh, the biggest spectrum is it's up to twenty five. The cards are in there, but with this Panini One when it comes out, it's it's up to ninety nine. So that's a very strange product when that comes out. But that's that's for uh, for down the line for us to review. I'm sure. Um. Coming in then with the last point of news, Panini are about to branch out into esports cards. Probably means absolutely nothing to a lot of our listeners. Um, probably nothing to you guys. I, I presume you don't follow esports. Um, it might just be something you haven't told me. Which... <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they're going to release. They're going to release esports cards now. Esports is a, is a strange one for me because it's it's something we started doing at work. And it was something that was poked fun at. So I work in the gambling industry, and obviously that's dominated by sports. Um, but esports was a, a new thing that we opened and, and was launched at work, and it, it is absolutely massive. It, it's astonishing how many people will sit there and watch other people play computer games. Um, this could be like huge for Panini if they jump on the bandwagon. I know we're starting to see it grow in, in this country a little bit more um, where it's making Sky Sports news, people playing FIFA and, and, and stuff like that. But if they can, if, if they can branch into the, the sort of the Asian market where it, where it's really, it's really big um, that, that could be sky's your limit for Panini potentially with that one. So when you say they're branching that into it, what, what exactly is going to be their involvement? So at the moment there is no esports cards. So esports is going to have sets of cards in exactly the same way that NFL, ice hockey, um, all the other sports do. So whether or not they branch that down by sort of type of esport, if you like, so um, popular ones, League of Legends or FIFA or something along them lines. If they if they do like a League of Legends set with all the big players and players autos and all of that sort of thing. It's not really, it's not really been announced in terms of what they're going to do, but there is, there is no esports cards out at the moment, so they're getting in right so at the when, ground. Level. When you're saying players, being a middle-aged man sitting here, not knowing, uh, I used to play Madden stuff, but now th then I grew up and found women and booze and gambling and stuff. So, but when you say players and players' autographs, are you talking people that actually play the games? Are there like stars in the world? Like, are there ratings of like the top ten Madden on FIFA players in the world, or? Yeah, correct. And it's and it's amazing. It's absolutely massive. It's massive. I mean, like the ones in um, Korea, there's a game called Starcraft. 
Um, and in Korea, they are they are like celebrities. It's prime time on telly when there's a big StarCraft game between two of the teams. So the people that are playing the game are like these massive celebrities in Korea. Is there money to be made from it then? From being an esports player? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of money. A lot of money. Um, I think if the FIFA World Cup champion this year is going to earn £100,000 for the top prize. That's not bad for sitting at home in your mum's basement, is it? Correct. It's not bad for a wasted youth, that, is it, at all? <laughs> no, no, exactly. Young people, get out there, get yourselves some real-life experience. Don't just sit at home doing nothing. There's lots to do and see out there. Maybe not in the Stoke area, but if you're in London. <laughs> Believe me, there is. So, OK, that's strange. I can't, I can't really see me digging into getting some Korean students autograph numbered out of 10, but... but if there's a market, I'm sure Panini will will exploit it. So, uh, our good friends of Panini who now follow us on Twitter, hello to all the guys and girls there. Feel free to come on the show at any time. That'd be good for you. So good for us as well. But yeah, that's no, a bit bit of a strange one. Bit of a strange one, but back to reality. <laughs> Away from fantasy. Couple of products to review. Uh, we've got Contenders Foot, which came out last week. But let's start with uh, Donruss Optic. Dan, what are the details on this one, please? Okay, so um, Donruss Optic Football, it released on the 19th of December last year. Product configuration, you're getting four cards per pack, 20 packs per box, 12 boxes per case. And on average, you can expect one autograph, four inserts, 10 rookies, 10 rated rookies, and 10 parallels per box. And the boxes are currently going for $97. Decent price point. Ryan, what's your opinion on Optic? Yeah, I'm starting to grow to love it, lads. I have to admit, um, the more I see of it, the more it comes out. Um, I took, uh, I got some uh, Titans uh, a couple of weeks ago um, that I traded with a guy in the group. Um, Yeah, the more I see it, the more I like it. I have to say, it's probably right up there with, um, I think, one of my favourite products um, over the last 12 months, particularly if you think about price point. well, I, I do really like the rated rookie autos. I think they are incredibly collectible. And I do agree we had um, Drew on a few few episodes ago and uh, from Let Me Get That Polygraph. And I agree with him. I think he's going to be up there with those collector-type rookie autographs, your prisms, your contenders. Uh, won't beat contenders, but it'll be in that group of these are the this is the rookie card auto that you need to have in your collection. Um, I think the downtown insert, I think it's my favourite insert of the season. I think it's 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 good value. It's cool, um, and you know for the value that you can get, you know you can hit some big hits. And I mean that if you know if it might not be an auto, but if you hit a Baker Mayfield downtown insert silver, you know that's a couple hundred dollar card. Um, so so yeah, uh, I, the more I see of it, the more I like it. Dan, what do you think of it? Yeah, I'm a I'm a fan as well. Um, I probably disagree with Ryan a little bit because I think this this year in particular, I think this this could possibly overtake Prism. Um, in that, when you get this rated rookie, a lot of them are on card autographs as opposed to Prism, which are all sticky. And I think that that one fact alone, as long as they keep it that way, um, could possibly push this push this up and over the edge. It's a, it's a really nice product, really nice product. Um, it's the best thing we've had since sort of Tops Chrome for me. Chrome wise, I'm not really a fan of Prism, so um, uh, that's that's my Chrome product to go to. 
Yeah, I brought a box back from uh, the States before Christmas when I went. Then I opened, cracked it open. Love it. Absolutely love the product. The, the card quality is great. The artwork is good. Um, they seem to be, like, the, the photographs on there, like, the players seem to kind of embossed in there this year. They really, really stand out. The downtown ones, there's supposed to be a case here. I pulled a Carson Wentz downtown out of my box. But then you watch some breaks, and, and they are a case hit. And then other breaks, they've like, a case of, like, 10, 12 boxes, whatever it was. And you've seen like five or six downtown cards come out, but they are worth good money. Rated rookies are good. Uh, as Dan said, some are on cards, some are stickers. Uh, but you know, it is a really, really good product. And for that price point, I think it, it is top notch. You know, that's that's a that's a high middle end product in looks and feel and autograph. And you're getting that at a dirt cheap price. If they were charging the same as Prism for that, like $160, $170, a time then you still wouldn't grumble at paying that to be honest would you okay one more product to review now uh, as we said earlier contenders football which is seen as the uh, the rookie card to get when it comes out that the release date for that was put back uh, four or five times as most products have done this year uh it started off it was going to be uh, the week before christmas then it was the week after christmas finally appeared on the 11th of january which was uh, a week near enough a week ago now gents what are our opinions on contenders we'll start with dan this time i love it i love uh, no i don't that's a lie <laughs> <laughs> I'm, looking at, I'm, I'm gonna looking say what I'm looking at something completely different on my phone whilst I'm talking to you for, for a later point in the show. Um, no, I'm not. I don't I'm, believe Grinder's coming up later in the show, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right, should we start that again? No, 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 no we're staying, we're staying in. in. Keeping that in. All right, we're okay. In. Um, no, I don't like it. I don't like contenders. I never have. I, I, I don't like the... I don't like the just the look of them. I don't like the ticket stub thing. That's, it, it's just something trying to be something it's not. I know loads of people are a fan of it. I, it, it it's just not for me. Um, I like my football cards to look like football cards, not tickets. I would say I've never I've never been a fan of it in all the years I've been collecting. And I know since Topps Chrome sort of folded because we got the Panini um, the Panini rights, then um, it's been the go to rookie card to collect um, but it's it's not for me as, as I said in a, in a conversation I had a couple of days ago if you're going to offer me a cracked ice sack one Barkley I'm not going to turn it down however I wouldn't I'm not going to run after one either I'm not I'm not that bothered about picking one up fair enough Ryan yeah, I mean, um, I, I, I'm not going to change my mind from the previous shows. I mean, I, I think Contenders is right up there. I, I have no problem with Contenders at all. Uh, I, the fact that they change the design every year does keep it fresh. Um, I'm not a big fan of this season's particular design. You know, it's not offensive or anything, but it's not, um, but, but it, it's not one of my favourite Contenders designs. You can't beat a bit of cracked ice. I'm sorry, you can't. Uh, on card cracked ice autograph yes please I'll have as many as you uh, I can afford which is probably one right now um, the one I think the, the thing that I, I you boys already know this and listeners will know I love my acetate right I really do like acetate cards and I think the clear rookie acetate RPSs are really nice really really nice um, they're getting some serious value right now as well um, out there in the market because I think people are sort of grabbing them it's something that's slightly different um, uh, the 20th anniversary uh, RPSs look great but um, yeah it's it, it, 
it's good. I think the reality is, is whenever you start talking about contenders, you initially will move on to how much. And that's that's probably the bit that if you are a collector that doesn't have a big wallet, you know, you're, you're going to have to wait. You're going to have to wait until the prices die down to really get involved. Yeah, I, I am a big contenders fan, as you guys know. So it came out last Friday. Uh, I think I've been, <laughs> I've been about... 13 case breaks I bought bought Seahawks in uh, done really well I, I bought a, um, a random spot in the Mojos first off the line the day before it broke just to see what it looked like and I hit that uh, Jamon Moore Packers acetate number to 10 uh, yeah all the acetates number to 10 and it's just I think it's just the first round rookies isn't it that's in that so just like the 32 that's, that's in there uh, and that's probably even though he's not a, a star as such it's uh, that's still like 70 80 dollars card. They are going for crazy prices there, those acetate cards. Uh, done really well with contenders. Hit loads of Seahawks. Hit some very short-numbered uh, Seahawk cards in there as well. We got four rookies in there this year, which works well. Alex Magoo, who I'm doing my prison rainbow with, uh, he's Simon Jacksonville during the week, though, so that's put a bit of a bit of a bugger in that that collection for me but the fact that they have no quarterback so to speak at the moment means he'll there's a good chance he could actually uh get some some reps in the uh in the team so my my prison rainbow might go up in value but anyway that's another here on there uh but but the big one as, as we uh you guys all know is uh i was in a box break with an ebay break uh seahawks 12 case break they're a very mid-range team when it comes to, to contenders. There's some some decent cards in there, but nothing. I think in the case breaks, people were selling the uh, brown spots were going for four hundred and fifty dollars for a spot in a case break. Now that is that's scandalous because you're chasing the Mayfield card. That's all you're chasing there. Uh, Seahawks cards to start with. Uh, with Mojo, I picked them up at fifty-nine for the first three cases pre-sale a couple of months ago. Uh, then they went up to sixty-nine for a case. Uh, but on the hype, they had um, a discount code as well for 15%. Also, I still took it down to just below 59 so I kept buying with them. But I went on eBay. I was just flicking through uh, when I was out and about, and there was a case break just, just ending. I managed to pick up the seals for $33 for an entire case. Uh, I was sitting there just watching the recap. The guy came through, and, and there it was. Uh, I had a, a Shaquille Griffin championship ticket to 49. I thought, well, that's cool. Two cards today, out it popped there. The Russell Wilson cracked ice on card auto. Now that was card porn. Proper card porn. That is probably, that is the best card I've hit in a break. I've got some other really nice cards that I've traded for or bought or whatever from eBay himself. But to pull that one out, that is, man, th that card is, I'm going to get that graded. Uh, but just raw, there's a couple that have sold in the last week for between $300 and, and $450. Just raw, and it is such a nice card. The cracked ice, as Dan said, they are the most expensive cards. They are the card that you want from contenders. Everyone wants the cracked ice. Uh, was it uh, was it a cracked ice Mayfield one that sold for four thousand five hundred? Was just a, a normal one? Uh, yeah, no, I think it's, I, I, I think it was a cracked ice. Yeah, so cracked ice. I think normal ice normal is... normals were going seven hundred quid off the top of my head normal unnumbered yeah so it's yeah it's everyone well I'm sure most people wear cracked ices are always numbered to 24 so no matter what there's just 24 of them floating around and that's 
I had a couple of guys from the Seahawks group that I'm in that I posted it up in there that offered me like $400, $450 for it. But now that's going to take pride of place in my collection. I will say about this year's contenders is they've got the rookie ticket stub, which is, is a bit weird. You know, it's, it's up to the, the jersey number. So uh, if some, some of them are short print up to about 8 or 10, but some are up to like 88. I picked up a Will Disley through that. Uh, but the, the rookie ticket, the autograph one, They've got two uh, variations this year, which you have to look closely about. There's two variations of the unnumbered one. One is with, easy way to tell it, on the back it's got the college for one. On the, the other version it's got their, their hometown where they were born. But on the front of it, it's got a black team logo on one and a, a team logo in colour on the second one. So that, so that adds to the chase a little bit. So I'm hunting those down. Spent quite, quite a bit in there. I should have quite a lot of cards coming over in the next week or so from uh, from Mojo. So, yeah, no, big fan of Contenders. Really do enjoy it. Uh, the price point, like I touched on earlier when we did it in Hobby News, when Panini released the uh, the pre-release shots of, of the cards and stuff, and we discussed it then, the release point that said the price was going to be $144. Cheapest you could get it for a few days before release was about $190. And now, sold out, understandable, uh, but now you're looking 200 210 I did discuss with you guys a few months ago about prospecting, prospecting in cases. If you'd have brought a case of contenders for two and a half grand a week ago, there's a good chance that in six, nine months' time, you'll be able to double your money on, on a whole case. But uh, we didn't have the money for that because, uh, unfortunately, Christmas came along and, and Dan's got nine kids to feed around the country, so he could contribute to that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, but no, great products. Real big fan of it, and uh, I'll be going to work in about half hour's time, and I'll be spending a couple of hours. I've got some auctions ending, uh, chasing them. I thought about going for some of the cracked ice non-Seahawk cards, but even the no-name players, cracked ice to 24, guys that were drafted in the fifth or sixth round that have probably not on practice squads now, they're still going for $45, $50 a time. So it's not really something you can, you can get. You just hope you can you hit some in a break. Anything else on contenders, guys? I know I've kind of hogged that one because of my love for it, but... <laughs> no. No, I'm good. Right then. One thing we haven't touched on when we did our little introductions is, is what have we hit recently? I've just uh, said about my contenders hits and my uh, my Russell Wilson cracked ice. Guys, what have you... Uh, you hit any decent cards since uh, we last recorded before Christmas? I've hit Jack all. <laughs> <laughs> right then, on we go. <laughs> Dan, have you had any, any matches on the I might as well carry on. No, no, really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just rub it in. I, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I have, I, I, we went through the Christmas breaks with um, Mr. Poland over at NFL Cards UK Traders. Um, I don't know whether you guys were in them. I think you were in most of them, weren't you, Brian? Um, I, I was having a really bad week, so I'd gone through the first four or five and I'd, I'd got nothing. And then he got to a box um, of Immaculate and pulled me a Saquon Barkley RPA from 2018 Immaculate. Superb. To Redemption, unfortunately, which I've, I've submitted this week. Um, but I, I can't wait for that to come. I'm a massive fan of Immaculate. so Yeah, yeah. I believe I was the one that had the Giants in that break and, uh, and gave them to you. So Sorry about that. <laughs> that's all right. It's just your team, so that's the way it goes, isn't it? So, not to like 
keep keep someone from their team and stuff. There's a few people I might, but I wouldn't do it to you guys. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so Ryan, talk us through the uh, the Austin Pro collection that you've got going now. The what? <laughs> Is it Austin Pro? Oh yeah, Austin Pro. Yeah, he spent something like sixteen hours as a as a Titans and somehow in freaking contenders um, as a Titan. No, uh, no, I, I got quite a few bits actually. I got a bit, like I said from Optic. I got uh, Jim Plunkett, uh, Stanford, uh, Flores Collegiate, and and a big bit of news for me, which I think is a big bit of news, is I am redemption free. So after several years now of having these lists, I'm now redemption-free. I have my two Corey Davis uh, in case come in this week. Um, so I'm redemption-free. It, it feels good. It feels real good. Did your redemptions come in a massive box? The first one did, and the second one just came in a normal bubble. But the first one came in a huge box, yes. <laughs> yeah, I got my that, uh, the XRC Dante Pettis redemption came today in a massive box. And Felix I'd be interested to know how they how they decide what gets FedEx tracked and what doesn't. Don't know. It's not an expensive card. It's it's like a nice the XRC Redemptions are, are nice cards. Not an autograph though. It's not like expensive expensive. It's a lovely card. Would, yeah, yeah, lovely card. It looked pretty good. You guys have seen the picture. So, but the Ratchard Penny ones where I've got about thirty five outstanding. I think three of those are shipped as well this week. So he sent a few back. If they go the box. I don't think the uh, the postman in the West London is going to be too impressed with these massive boxes, but they're they're, they're great to keep the boxes for when I when I send cards out again. So that's perfect. So, but anyway, that's all good. Right then, let's move away from that and let's a uh, little bit of 2018 in review. Uh, we're going to touch on our worst product in the next episode. So for Obsidian fans, you want to tune in for the next episode for that. Uh, Gents, what is your favourite product of 2018? One product, one product only. Dan Hewitt, away you go. Immaculate. It's my favourite product every year. I love it. Um, I've had so much luck with it in breaks as well. Um, I, there was one break, I had a box of it to myself, I think, when I got the Giants. Um, quite literally, borrowing a couple of cards. Um, it's, it's, it's a fantastic product. I, I love the look of it. Um, all the stuff they put in it and as I said I've been really lucky with it in breaks so that is that's definitely my favourite product of the year Ryan what's your favourite product of 2018 gone by encased football again similar to Dan I've always done really well in it um, obviously the release that's coming out in a couple of months um, probably won't hit as much as I have done in the previous years um, because of the sort of, you know Titans rookie class but there are more veterans in the new product so um, I love it I think it's really nice and clean on card um, yeah in case for me I thought you were going to be go, go for something else I thought we were going to go for elements to be honest with you but <laughs> <laughs> bit of a shock with that one I know I know uh, for me I think I, I'd agree with Dan it's it's immaculate every year it's just it, it just tweaks itself just a little bit but it's still so clean so fresh such beautiful cards that come out of it as well and for the price point as well it's probably about a, a third of the price of, of a box of flawless and you probably get some some nicer cards come out of immaculate you know yeah, they could improve it obviously if they did less sticker autos but Again, that, that's how great every episode. We got about 30 minutes in without talking about a sticker auto and being pissed off by it. But <laughs> no, de definitely immaculate. Okay, because we both agreed on that one, 
maybe uh, honourable mentions for products that you didn't think would be great, but actually weren't too bad. And this is on the fly. So, uh, Dan, can you can you quick think? Oh, no, you can't, Ryan. No, <laughs> you're right. Leaf, leaf, leaf flash. Yeah, that looked quite good this year. Um, I thought it was going to be horrible, and actually, when I got them, I thought I really like these. <laughs> I don't know why, but I really like them. No, obviously, in the next couple of episodes, we'll go back and review some uh, some other things from 2018, some uh, newcomers of the year, and some products that we, we didn't like. So, yeah, stay tuned for that in future episodes. Uh, 2018 uh, saw uh, lots of rookie cars go up in price and some exceptionally high sales even uh biggest boom player of the year we were going to have a debate about this but there is no debate it's patrick mahomes isn't it so so the big question this one is his prices are so high now is there any way that his prices can go even higher gents what do we think yes hell yeah yeah i mean he's, he's he's pretty much going to win mvp so I would say that his card prices have already like risen in terms of that because it's it's virtually a done deal anyway. So um, his card prices have already risen due to that. If he wins the Super Bowl, I'd, I'd, I'd dread to think where they could go. It could be exponential. Um, I, I read a tweet today. Pretty much every game is won throughout the playoffs. His card prices have risen. Yeah. So the, the the first game they won from the week before to the week after winning that game, his card prices have gone up. So they, they play again on Sunday. If they win, there's two weeks ahead of the Super Bowl. His card prices are going to go up again next week from this week. And assuming he wins the Super Bowl, well, I don't know. I mean, it's crazy thinking about it because, you know, he's getting in the region of like Brady prices for cards, which is ridiculous. But, um, yeah, they can go up, but that's the only way for me. He's got to stay in the playoffs and win the Super Bowl. Where does this guy stop? Um, first player to throw for over 3,000 yards the first 10 games. Most touchdown passes through three career games. Most touchdown passes through two career games. Most touchdown passes through three games of a season. Most touchdown passes through eight career games. Most touchdown passes through 10 games. Youngest quarterback to throw six touchdowns in a game. Most consecutive 300-plus passing yards. I mean, fastest player to 4,000 passing yards and 40 touchdowns. Look, the guy has got still a massive ceiling to go. This is his first um, full season as a starter. Um, I can't see any reason, even if um, even if the Kansas City Chiefs don't win the Super Bowl or even if they go out to the Patriots this weekend because we were recording before that game. It doesn't matter. The guy's got the talent. Around, uh, um, to be to be to be to be have another go at it at some point. I don't think the Chiefs are going to be a, one of those teams that is a one and done. I think he's going to have other opportunities in his career, like Peyton Manning did, um, to pick up um, other uh, other honours. So I do. I think his prices will go up. Um, I think that we are entering a period where we will have these superstars that their prices reach exponential. Uh, leave very very early a bit like in baseball and rather than sort of the Brady sort of thing which was slow build up at the start and then an explosion really Um, so yeah I think they will keep going up well you boys have both used uh, exponential so I can't use that word tonight so (laughs) (laughs) so it's Sesame Street today's episode of Wax Pack Lyricals brought to you by the word exponential but uh, no throw just throw a little bit of uh play a little bit of devil, devil's advocate here say Mahomes has a sophomore slump next year and 
uh, defensive coordinators figure him out a bit and they shut him down. And I've only seen him play one game. That was when uh, he played the Seahawks. And he made some incredible throws. But he seemed to miss when he's just standing in the pocket and he's not running around and he wasn't playing the, uh, the the playground football. He was missing some open receivers by quite a long way. So there, there are chinks in the armour. If he had, for instance, a sophomore slump, would that push his prices down? It depends on what they do probably this season. So if they won the Super Bowl and he's a Super Bowl MVP, then nah, I think his price will probably stay about where it, where, yeah, where, 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 okay. where, where it will be. If they get knocked out, um, AFC championship game this weekend and he has a bit of a slump then okay you know he might see a bit of wavering but he's got so much time on his hand and he's got the talent i personally think it just comes down to injuries um and i don't want to get into too much stuff about actual football football we 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 can do that um in any other show but 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 if he had a, a receiving running back option that probably would improve him as well uh uh in terms of those games but everything i've seen of him no I, I think yeah, he's great. Yeah, all three of us are members of the uh, the Cardtastic group on uh, on Facebook, where mm. where people raz cars and stuff like that, and you get see some nice cars there. You're getting some some decent razzes there and win stuff. But someone posted a, a Mahomes raz. I think it was today or yesterday. I was just looking at it, um, and it was I think it was a, was it a National Treasures card or something like that, just number to ninety nine autographed or something, and it was. 10 spots at 500 a time yeah man alive who on earth is going to go into that the people do though people do (laughs) i know it's five grand dan this is this is this is the bigger question the question is not whether mahomes prices hold the question is can that how long can dan keep hold of his national treasures rookie rpa before he pulls the trigger, you've you've got the ding in the corner, haven't you? I've um, I've signed myself up that it doesn't go before they get knocked out of the playoffs. So I'm already I'm already bought in for either, as you said, he's getting MV, league MVP. So he either wins the Super Bowl, wins Super Bowl MVP, which is again, if they win the Super Bowl, is probably a given. Um, and they take that leap, which is what I'm holding out for, or. They potentially go down just a touch, but uh, they're not going to, like you say, they're not going to go down far based on everything he's done already this season. So it's not really much of a much of a gamble holding out for it. If he wins the Super Bowl, I'll try and sell it within a week. <laughs> well, it's fresh. Well, it's fresh in everybody's memories. <laughs> you could probably easily get fifteen hundred for that because you've got the, the ding in the corner, haven't you? But. If it, if it, I mean, at the minute, the last one that sold on last time I checked, and I was, I'm about three weeks away, so I, uh, three weeks ago, so I don't know what's what's gone on since then. But last time I checked, it was a four hundred dollar card, so that was pre the mentor in the playoffs. So I, I don't know what it, I, I don't know what it is now. Well, I thought you might, you probably got a lot more than that, judging by what mm. I've, I've seen the last few days. So cause yeah, I think so. Maybe, maybe, maybe I've, like I said, I haven't, I haven't looked at it in, I haven't looked at it in a, in a, in a while, in three weeks. But look, th- three weeks ago, that was what the the most recent one sold on eBay for, and it was just, it was a couple of days before at auction, it sold for like three hundred and ninety something dollars. Yeah, you, you're saying three hundred ninety dollars. That's just because Becky listens to the podcast. You don't want her to know you're actually making two grand off it. <laughs> <laughs> And let's go straight into a separate bank account that she has no knowledge of whatsoever. (laughs) 
we know the score there anyway, so all these all these Super Bowl breaks we're getting into, I might need to might need to rock it yeah, anyway, yeah. so I can Whew. I can pay for that. <laughs> the, the other big question upon that is: Has she finished her One Direction? Set no, yet? I'm still I'm still one card short. It, it was was it Nile the Nile uh, tattoo uh, one? I think so. I think it was Nile. Okay, we have attracted quite say a few. It loud more. Say it loud enough, she can probably hear me. And uh, might be able to tell me if I'm wrong, but yeah, I want to say I want to say it was the Nile tattoo card from the One Direction card set. If anybody listening has one of those, we have got lots of followers. We've got uh, Panini of followers now, and quite a few of the uh, the big guys out in, in states listen now. So, if any of you collect a One Direction card, so do get in touch. That'd be be quite pleasant, wouldn't it? So, right then, let's leave two. 2018 in the rearview mirror move on to 2019 uh, be an interesting year coming up first question i'm going to ask you guys um 2019 is supposed to be a very packed defensive draft uh if that is the case uh would it be a down year for rookie cards dan yes and no yes as in defensive players are given no love in the hobby at all are they so um, even massive massive superstars on that side of the ball don't get anywhere near enough cards as as what they should Um, it's all offence and flair players isn't it so um, so yes they will because if the first round's dominated by defensive players then what are are Panini going to do are they going to are they going to show some love to these defensive players which they've never done before which I highly doubt or are we are we going to end up with products full of second, third, fourth round draft picks? Um, the, the latter is probably the way I think Panini will go. So all, all the all the big rookie chases are going to be second, third, fourth round players. Um, but then I still think they'll the people people go mad for a rookie card. So they'll probably hold the value. They'll see the same sort of prices that we've seen from from this year's rookies as well so you know just just because a quarterback's drafted in the in the second round say if he goes to a team sits behind Rodgers or whatever then I think there'll be a big clamour for his cards anyway so but you rarely see quarterbacks taken in the second round that quarterbacks are always pushed up higher than yeah. they actually should be taken aren't they so yeah they, they, well they get them in the fifth round so they get the fifth year option don't they um, yeah. because then you, then you can keep paying them a rookie contract rather than having to actually pay them um, potentially what they're worth or, or whatever, give them, a, give them a proper contract. And I know what you mean, but uh, there'll still be a clamour for them players, won't there? If, if, if they go and they go heavy on the flare guys, the people will still want them just the same as as they, they wanted them this year, but they were taken in the first round. The, where they're taken really makes, makes no difference. As long as they're playing and they're doing well, then people still chasing. Ryan, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, stumbled on subject that I, that, that I like, um, talking about the NFL draft. So, um, um, I think overall, look, overall, this is not a great draft class, first of all, to say. Second of all, we know what drives the high prices um, in, in NFL hobby, and that is quarterbacks. And this is probably the... Worst looking quarterback field for a couple of years, okay? Um, but despite that, I think it then d- determines are one of the big players, so I'm talking about one of the bigger teams, the big teams that have bigger marketplaces like your your Giants, your San Francisco's, your Raiders, um, uh, 
are any of them going to step up and go get a, go get a quarterback? Now, clearly, a lot of them don't need them. Um, so, whilst people will say, well, we've got Dwayne Haskins there, Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, Drew Locke. Um, I think apart from the first two, uh, the first two I can see their prices going. But it depends where they go. If one goes to Jacksonville, that's not like the biggest massive US market for cards, is it? Um, no, so, I don't think it will drive up the price as much as where we saw this year where we had uh, uh, several teams that were high market teams um, drafting high, drafting quarterbacks which drove um, very high prices. There will be some interesting players I think behind that. I think um, at the moment Josh Jacobs running back out of Alabama Alabama, um, pretty much the only way I could sort of describe him is the new Alvin Kamara. He, he has an opportunity I think to be sort of the, the top-priced rookie, potentially, uh, outside the quarterbacks. But I, I kind of agree. I, I, I don't think we'll see not this one because I think everybody will be saving themselves for 2020. And 2020 could just be insane. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's like you said, it's... There's probably... You'll probably find that there will be three quarterbacks taken in the first round. Yeah. But it is again. It's a case of where they go. Jacksonville needs a quarterback definitely. The Giants. This is probably the year that they should be taking someone. Can, can you risk another year of just waiting in the hope that you can fall into the lap of a really good quarterback in twenty or twenty one? It, it's yeah. now time for the Giants. Yeah. You, you, you've got you've got your running back now. Pull the trigger on on someone decent. But I yeah, think that. Right. But I think that the, the Giants situation is. It, it, I think the Giants are okay because for two reasons. One is, I think that they can afford to allow a quarterback to drop into them at the right position in this draft. Um, and if they need to, then be aggressive in trade, in trades, in offloading a couple of marquee players if they need to for 2020 to get up there and go get a marquee quarterback. And I think there's a panic button situation in the New York Giant organization. It might seem like it to probably the fans. I feel sorry for Dan, but I don't, you know, it's, it's still Eli, Eli Manning. <laughs> We're not talking about Blake Bortles here. So, um, uh, so I, I, if a quarterback lands in that position where they feel it's not so much of a risk, like a Daniel Jones, for example, they probably would take him. But I don't think they're going to be one of these teams that are going to be aggressive to try and get up that in that in the draft and go and go and get a quarterback. Where are the Giants picking, Danny? You're, you're 10, 12, Sixth. Like that, is it? Sixth. Where, six again. Yeah. Well, yeah, you could you could probably trade down a couple of times. Yeah, and, uh, I think so. Still pick someone up. So I, I think the Titans, Titans pick you about 19th, 19th, 20th. Yeah, and we 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 we're not going to uh, pick a quarterback. And like I said, I think uh, in, in the chat, um, I already have my guy that I want. So, um, um, uh, but yeah, we, we we'll pick up a quarterback maybe fifth, sixth round if 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 we need to, or off free, off or, or off waiver free agency. Um, yeah, yeah. All three of us are now looking to the draft, so we're we're down to pick twenty uh, first, I think. But we we only got four draft picks this year, the Seahawks. So, so we'll be trailing back several times so it makes me stand up to watch the first round of the draft is absolutely pointless anyway but such is life so yeah no need for a quarterback for us we've got Russell Wilson going the last year of his contract and that's another discussion for another day where I think he's going to be wanting 35 million guaranteed so that's just oh, too much days. money 
to pay one person when we're, when we're throwing the ball 18, 19 times a game. You know, it's, but anyway, such is life. We won't discuss the, uh, the Seahawks and the way forward for them because Seahawks Twitter is quite a very dark and mind-numbing place at times, has been this week anyway. So, okay, uh, second thing we're just going to quickly touch on now, not really a 2019 uh, thing especially, but uh, I think something we've all noticed before is uh, why did Pinini never release the print numbers for inserts, parallels and autographs in things such as Prism and other products? Uh, Ryan, let's start with you. Yeah, I think it's just about um, adding to the chase, if you will, in terms of keeping the secrecy there. Um, sometimes it's a really good thing in terms of saying, well, you get one in every 25 packs or one in 10 packs or whatever it is. And that's a very old school way of looking at it, I suppose. Um, but I always quite enjoyed that. And I think what it's happened is, is obviously that that is back in the day where products didn't have, you know, they might have like one hit in I don't know, 20 boxes. You know, you may get one auto in 20 boxes. And I think as um, hit cards have become much more the thing that everybody wants to seem to want. Um, so yeah, they don't need to, they don't need to sell a product by telling people what their, what the ratio is on uh, an insert or a special insert um, uh, or a special parallel anymore, because the the hits are selling the product in most in most products these days, so I, I, that's why I think that they don't don't need to or don't really bother with it. Dan, um, I actually quite like it at times. Um, so something you brought up today with contenders. So the only way to tell the difference between between the two cards is the the different color um, team symbol on the front and then on the back it's got a, a different term so where they're from or where they went to college or, or whatever I, th- I think it's quite nice and, and watching if you're one of them people that buys in, into breaks or buys into boxes early when the product first comes out you essentially don't know what you what you've got so you're sorting through and you see breakers sorting through them cards and it'll probably take them a while to, to to figure out oh hang on actually we've got a short print here or or whatever and if you've opened the boxes early you, you haven't noticed that the, the colour is different on the front, then um, it gives you a reason to go back and go back through all your cards again and go, actually, have I have I got one of them? Um, and you, you you flip back through and 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 try and see what you've what you've picked up. So uh, I, I I agree with Ryan as to probably that's why they're reluctant reluctant to do so. I, I don't think it'd do any harm. There's plenty of rainbow collectors that'd be uh, that'd be benefiting from from re- the release of the information. Um, but I'd, I'd probably agree with Brian's point that, that, that we talk about the uh, Ryan's point. Sorry, we talk about the hits now. So we talk about how many hits we get on average um, per box, rather than anything to do with inserts and parallels. Unfortunately, yeah, I think this all comes from uh, the prism rainbows and trying to do those because you get they list the majority of what comes out, like the camos to twenty five, the blue blue wave is to ninety nine, and all such stuff down to like 25, 10, 5, and like the, the black phone, like one of one. But then you get ones that are in like the retail packs where you, you just don't know how, what the print run is. You're like the red, right, and blue autograph. You don't know. Some people said it's to 14. Some people said it's to nine. It's all just seems very, very strange at times. A little bit of mystery is good. But then you will find out that I think a couple of weeks ago, I was reading the sports collectors uh, newsletter that comes out every day. We all read that Panini released the actual print run to like 2015 prison, like three years down the line. 
So then you saw, oh, yeah, look, the red, white, and blue did have nine, and this ha- this had seventeen and stuff like that. So it's a little bit a little bit mysterious. I can see why they do it, but it's sometimes it's a bit annoying when you're trying to complete a rainbow. Uh, but yeah, there we go. One more subject for us to touch on before we we leave you and uh, the boys go to bed, and I have to go into work, unfortunately. Um, comparing baseball to football briefly. Why is it that baseball products who, uh, when they're initially drafted and are five years away from making the big league, uh, why are their cards worth more than well, first round and, and pro bowl players in the NFL? Ryan, do you want to start on this one? Ooh, um, I thought you'd start with Dan because Dan's more of the baseball fan. Um, and I, I think, I, I mean, I do like my baseball, and but 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 I think I think Dan should take this first because I, 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 I'm afraid of stealing any thunder. <laughs> <laughs> When this is his kid, when this is his thing, <laughs> um, yeah, I'll probably go first. Um, the reason is that at the end of the day, baseball hobby just completely swamps anything else that anybody is into. So you know, we're purely an NFL based and, and football based, and, and don't have anything to do with the other sports. Us, us three personally, I know there's, there's people that do collect collect them all, but. The baseball products and what have you just completely obliterates anything to do with anything to do with any of the other any of the other sports. And as you say, with the with the prospects, they are five years away from potentially making the first team. So the class is rookie cards, but they're not really rookie cards because they're not actually a rookie until they play X amount of games in the major league. Um, that's classed as the rookie season, so they're not rookie cards. But with baseball as well, you, you can follow these players a lot better. So in football, you need to be an instant hit, otherwise you, you don't really make it. So if, you, if you're a first-round running back and you don't do very well, within a couple of years, you're just going to fall off the face of the planet and everybody's going to forget who you are. In baseball, you're drafted um, with that principle of you're going to go and play in, in the minor leagues, which which football doesn't have. So you can... You can I mean, you can watch watch all the minor league games live stream on the internet or, or whatever. There's at the end of the day, there's places in America where minor league baseball is. That's that's what they've got. That's all they've got in in their city or town or whatever it is, and, and they're massively into it. Um, so these players are sort of superstars in their own right at their own level before they ever make make the jump up to the majors anyway. And like statistics wise and all that sort of thing, you can get a good you can get a good read on a player um, f- from them levels, so you can you can see what see what a player's a player's doing at that level. Interestingly, Tim Tebow isn't isn't far away from um, breaking into the majors. The last couple of years, he's been in the minor leagues. He is doing fantastically well as a as a minor league player, and could pretty soon be uh, be making his way to major league baseball. But that's the sort of thing you can look up on baseball players that you you just don't have access to. Um, with football players, essentially that that period for a football player is when they're in college, which we we're not allowed to have cards for because they're not allowed to earn money. So um, it, it'd be that sort of I'd, I'd put that sort of similarity on it that it, 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 we don't have access to that that sort of card, if you like. I'd say Tim Tebow is doing fantastically well. Did you see the uh, lady he's just got engaged to, ex Miss Universe? Man alive. I was looking forward to his RBI statistics and, and things like that, but yeah, carry on. 
Ryan, would you want to chime in on anything that Dan's put through there? No, I think uh, Dan's, Dan's pretty much um, got quite a lot of the points that, that, that I had really on this. Um, the reality is, is that as Dan sort of said, baseball is the foundation of, of our great hobby, really, um, and certainly in terms of retail and bricks and mortar. Um, and we tend to be sort of in an NFL bubble, uh, we we are because we I don't collect outside of NFL potentially. I've always had dreams of other ridiculous PCs, but uh, but 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 we don't. And and Dan's right. The, the minor league system allows players therefore to develop through into the majors, um, and and so you have time to develop. But also that allows it allows fans and collectors to prospect <laughs> properly. You can get um, you can spend a hundred dollars. Or two hundred dollars on a guy's card, and then wait because you know that if he does make it or he does become a big star, um, that card is going to be worth ridiculous money. So you know, for example, Otani, right? He's got rookie cards, twenty eighteen Bowman Chrome, number to five, fifty five thousand dollars, right? Uh, obviously, Otani does dominate, but you got Ronald Acuna, eleven grand for his one of his. Uh, Torres nine thousand seven hundred fifty. You know, these this is big, big money, serious money. So, so people will prospect, and um, that means that their first cards out when they get drafted are going to be worth a lot more. The other thing is um, trading. Like baseball players get traded a huge amount more than than NFL do. Um, so, so, so that that means that certain players will be allowed to develop at other teams. They might not be minor league. Um, but less. I don't want to be uh, sound like I'm being. Um, but but you know what I mean. Like a, a slight lesser big teams, and the big guys will just come in and nab them, and their their rookie card prices will absolutely shoot up because they've gone to a massive market. Um, we're never going to be able to have that. We're never going to be able to have that in NFL. Um, uh, while we cannot buy or purchase or produce cards for college football players, um, I'm. I, as a collector, I have no problem with that personally, uh, because as a college football fan, I, I, I don't think that um, I don't think college players should be paid. I think I, th- I, I have some issues with that personally. We'll <laughs> deal with that another time. But, but, but yeah, that's what I think. No, yeah, as, as you guys have said, um, baseball is the engine that drives the hobby. So that's probably why it comes up. But it does seem that there's some big money floating around there. You're making some big investments paying five thousand six thousand dollars for a card of a guy that's just been drafted who could turn out to be absolutely nothing in three years time you've just wasted your money so whereas in football it's most people in the first three four rounds that are drafted you know they're going to get some playing time for at least two or three years in nfl so there's a good chance but it's it's such such a big gamble Obviously, if you hit the jackpot, you've got like Mike Trout cards going, his rookie cards mm, going for yeah, like exactly. four hundred thousand dollars a time. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's just a huge, huge gamble. You know, it's. Um, I was nearly talked into buying a, a, a box of baseball cards at DJ's when I was out there uh, before Christmas. Was saying, so, "Oh, just buy a box of something." The other, but it's, I don't really want to go down another <laughs> another money pit road. You know what I mean, I've still got boxes of cards here that I need to sort out. I really need someone that's uh, wants to come over on work experience and, and assist <laughs> <laughs> sort out my cards. But I don't think that's going to happen. So, so yeah, let's leave that one there for now and uh, move on to Ask Dan. 
Right then, Dan, one hobby-related question for you, then one wildcard question as well. Dan, your hobby question for this week is, how do you determine the thickness of your card and what to enable you to put it in the correct sleeve or case should you require it? Nice, um, simple, short and sweet one, this. If you, uh, if you go onto Google and you type into the search BCW Card Guide Gauge, um, it'll bring you a link um, to a PDF file um, on BCW's website. Um, you can download it. The best thing to do is download it, print it off, and then what I did was was laminate them. It prints four off on the sheet of um, on a sheet of A4, laminate them, cut them into four, and then I've got them all about the house. So whenever a card comes in, wherever I am in the house, I can get hold of this card gauge. You just literally stand it next to the piece of paper, and it tells you how thick your card is. Job Beautiful. Done. Not con- not content with one. Dan's got them all around the house like a harem Correct. of card gauges. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely stuff. Right, wild card question. Uh, we had our Christmas movies in the last episode. Gents, what was the best Christmas present you got this year? Um, I, mine's, mine's pretty easy. The missus really did sort me out. She got me a brand new Xbox One. Right. I, Dan, uh, I, 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 sat Satsuma in a sock or something, Dan? Or? I'm really torn here. I'm really torn here because I, I really love Jeremy Shockey. Um, <laughs> no, the, uh, the missus got me a, um, a sovereign from, from the year we got married. Um, ah, that's so, nice. Yeah, yeah. So that was a that was a lovely, thoughtful present for me to wear on my neck forever. I like that. Which year was that then? Uh, Twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. So yeah. love is still fresh and in the air, so to speak. So yeah. So it's your your fourth anniversary year. What what is four? One is is it one is paper or something, isn't it? One is one is paper. Three is leather because I got a leather bracelet last year for our anniversary. We don't um, know what stuff you got last year, mate. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what four is. I couldn't tell you. Blimey. Okay, we'll look into that. So, yeah, perfect. So, uh, my best Christmas present was being healthy and happy. I don't know. So, so no, not being a not being a big family man. Just a couple of presents from from the dad and a couple of bits and pieces like that. So, but yeah. So there we I go. Have some Christmas presents on on route for you. Excellent stuff. What, I hope she's not wrapped up so she can still break. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Right, there we go. That brings episode eight to its usual stuttering, stumbling, and slightly off-topic close. Been a pleasure as ever, gentlemen. Uh, anything to say before we close up? No, it's been cracking, and uh, can't, can't, can't wait to get into it in 2019, so happy collecting. Done? Nothing to add, just thanks very much for everybody for listening. Lovely stuff. Keep your eyes on our Twitter. We're uh, having quite a, a lot of fun on it these days, sending a lot more things out. Look for our specialist ha- hashtag even, Wax Packs and Union Jacks. Been a pleasure, gentlemen. Till next time, we've been Wax Pack Lyrical, and we'll see you again very soon.